go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to the wait, what are we called? The poor Reich show. The poor Reich show. Da 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 da. Poor. poor. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining in on that one. <laughs> Why well, was I was expecting it this time? <laughs> um. Oh, real quick. I my sister I didn't. I did not tell my sisters until we started the the recording. But Wags was upset that we had not mentioned his name. Oh no! Uh, because we kept mentioning Dark Alchemy, and he's like, "They don't even say my name. I don't think I want to listen anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No." Uh, so hi, Wags. What's up, Wags? And hi, Dark Alchemy. Hi, Dark. <laughs> and I told him, I said, "Well, Dark Alchemy was the reason that I even started there. Even mm -hmm. fine, he was pushing me for so long." Yeah, yeah, I mean, you told me that only Dark would listen to it, and uh, yeah, that's my fault. Yeah. And uh, you did, you didn't say that Wags would listen to it, so that's why I, I had a feeling him. he might, but I was not sure. <laughs> um, you know, and and I don't get any feedback ever until somebody's like, "You didn't say my name. I hate you." <laughs> And I'm like, all right, well, now I have feedback, so. <laughs> Wags is the one that I drew with the cat on the head. Yes, right? okay. yes. Yeah, if he ever wanted to start a YouTube channel, he could just call it Cat on Head and then use that as his logo. Cat on Head. <laughs> yeah, but he said <clears throat> he didn't like it that much, so maybe not. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you remember that, Wags? Do you remember saying you did not like the amazing artwork that my sister did of you? I don't blame you. It's not my, like... Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I only did two is because I, I didn't particularly... I liked it as an idea, but I didn't really like the execution that much. She would do it better next time, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, I had more sketches that I did, like, <clears throat> by hand. I just never, like, digitally arted them. Yeah. So since I never finished them, maybe I'll uh, scan them. I thought they were amazing. But... And give them to you so you can send them to your friends. But I, I, I think with the rest of the pictures, I would probably just do a different style. Yeah, I gotcha. So that one, and that was you guys uh, <clears throat> as a germ drop, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, I mean, it was a cute idea. I just didn't really like how they came out. Well, and just real quick, because we, we do have a couple of topics we're going into. But um, while she's saying that, as an artist, and I used to be the same way, but she will never like her own work. So. That's not true. Yes, I like it is. So the thing is, I don't <laughs> consider myself like an art, like a traditional artist. Like, I, I don't like I think I'm a writer, even though I very rarely write. Mm. Uh, so when I draw something, I'm usually pretty pleased with it because I'm not expecting it to be good. That's and funny. So I'm usually, and all her like, stuff is amazing. Pleasantly surprised. It's very rare for me to be like, I'm not happy. And maybe it was just that like, <clears throat> I just didn't have enough fun with that style. So mm -hmm. um, I think I'd be experimenting. But then I also wouldn't want people to expect the same thing I did with the other portraits. And then I'd probably just do the, uh, the first two portraits over just because I felt bad that I didn't like them that much. <laughs> anyway <laughs> but that's why it's been like a year since i since i got, got the pictures from them still haven't finished that project yeah um anyway and she um she also she likes to draw her own thing in her own time and that's why she doesn't do commission work, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not... She has a hard time doing I, stuff yeah, like that. The, there's the added pressure of somebody might be expecting something from Which me. Which is ridiculous, because like, that's her own pressure on herself. Right, but that's why I was <laughs> able to do the first two really quickly. And then as soon as I got into my own head, I wasn't able to do mm. the rest of them. So, yeah. Alright, so the start of today's topic is an interesting one. This is something that's just been on my sister's mind. Uh, as recent recent videos you were watching Did literally this video? morning so uh a youtuber that i watch pretty often um named philosophy tube came out as transgendered 
uh, on the 30th. And I just found out today because I was <laughs> scrolling through and another YouTuber that I watch had a reaction video. And I was like, who's Abigail Thorne? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's the same last name as Philosophy Tube. I wonder if there's any relation. So I clicked on it. She was like, I was really affected by this video. And I was like, what? When did this come out? And I think that the reason, because I think I did see it in my, like, um, I wasn't subscribed. I, I'm not sure. I know that at some point I was subscribed to Philosophy Tube, but something about the creator always just kind of put me off a little bit even though I liked their takes and, you know, sometimes liked their videos, but like just the creator kind of got on my nerves. Um, and I think part of it is just like recognizing that she was holding a part of herself back. So and, like playing a role. Why did you want to talk about this? This, this is why, because I have feelings and thoughts about it. So let's just talk to each other like we're like we're not even yeah. gonna post this. But, I mean, but what what did you want to say? So <clears throat> so just know this between me and my sister if we upload this, uh, she already knows my feelings. I don't like. I think a transgender is real people, but I don't support the sex change stuff. I only support birth transgender. Uh. Thing. What's a birth transgender? When people are born that way, when they're born with like two sexes, or oh, like hermaphrodites. I, I guess when it's kind of a deformation or, or intersex. I think they're called intersex now. I don't. I I I have not been convinced that one day or you know people go through their life thinking they're a woman when they're not, and then just like I'm gonna have a sex change. I'm not supportive of that. Oh, <laughs> my favorite thing uh, that Contrapoint said was. Um, I wasn't born a man or a woman. I was born a fucking baby like everybody else. Um, you know, the, her gender was assigned, like, societal gender was assigned to her. Whatever whatever being male means uh, was assigned to her when she was born, and that just never really fit her personality. And I think one of the... <clears throat> there's just so many things that I want to talk about. And, yeah, I know that you're a little squeaked out by the whole idea, but I was also thinking... I'm not squeaked out. I just I haven't been... I don't agree with it. Yeah. I have not been, I haven't heard an argument that I, I'm like, okay, now I get it. And I'm, I'm open to that happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I just have, I have yet to hear an argument that makes well, sense maybe, to me. Maybe yes. watch Philosophy Tube's video about and it. I don't because... want to. <laughs> so you're open to the argument, but you don't want to I don't want to watch somebody's content that I'm not already interested in. Like, I mean, it's possible I could watch their thing, but I don't want to. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but for me, it's a little bit different because I, I think... When I was younger, it used to weird me out, the idea of, like, having surgery just seemed so extreme to me. Surgery for what? Like, to change your gender. Oh, not just any... Okay, that was just... That's why I'm asking. <laughs> there's so many surgeries to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And apparently there's just, like, a, just a bunch of them that you can you can do. Like, um, I didn't even know until ContraPoints did it, but there's, like, a facialization you do to make your like facial feminization so the first thing she did was like she made her brow smaller and her nose a little bit different i forget how and then how much did that cost lots yeah why do people getting this money man patreon <laughs> in her case patreon holy crap yeah well so a <clears throat> lot of people can't even afford any kind of surgery mm -hmm. so they just transition they change their pronouns they change their names they change the way that they dress hmm. and kind of uh, present themselves and then um yeah so i think 
I think it always kind of weirded me out too until I started meeting transgender people in real life. Uh, and the first one was, her name's Robin Tran, and she was a comedian at Flappers. And uh, we became Facebook friends because I used to friend everybody I met at Flappers. Mm -hmm. And so even though I only met her like when I was very new to Flappers and didn't really know her that well, when she transitioned, we were friends on Facebook. And so I got to see her posts and I was like, oh my God, I relate to so much of what she's talking about just in terms of feeling your, your whole life, the pressure to repress certain aspects of yourself that other people have told you aren't acceptable. And in my case, it wasn't gender related. It was just like, I, well, okay. So, and this is kind of messed up because this and is everything's messed up. Yeah. But like, just, I thought that I shouldn't be kind and sweet because and she's naturally kind and sweet <laughs> even though she tries not to be kind of like me yeah <laughs> uh hard on the outside soft on the inside um or <laughs> i don't know uh <laughs> so you what made you think that just okay so the the abuse that i that mm. i went through when i was a kid i always thought i was too nice or i seemed too nice and that's why mm. that's why she thought that she could get away with treating me that mm -hmm. way and i thought and it, like even when I got to junior high, that's why I became a bitch in junior high because I was tired of being bullied, and I was like, it's because I seem nice. I seem like I'm a pushover. People think they can just treat me any way. What I didn't realize is that that's definitely a societal thing. Well, the way that people treat you yeah. is a reflection of them, not you. Yeah, you know, and they might be responding to something that you're triggering in them, but it's not you necessarily. So. I didn't know that. I internalized everything and I just wanted I just wanted to not be hurt anymore. So mm -hmm. I thought I can't be kind. I can't be sweet. I can't I can't seem weak. I can't cry in front of other people. Um, you know, whatever. Like I really like tried to harden myself up and I didn't realize until I got older that nobody was falling for that. Uh, <laughs> like I thought I seemed super tough. <laughs> I never saw you that. <laughs> I know. I, it's kind of like um, when you, it's less, I think the way I saw you being that way was it was less about your attitude and the more the way you would respond to people. And yeah. a, and uh, you just wouldn't take any shit. But that didn't mean you were acting like a bitch. Yeah. There's two different things. Because people are snobby, horrible assholes. But I was constantly looking for an like an insult or i was looking like i was ready to react to the smallest aggression because to me small aggression always leads mm. to huge aggression you can't let the small shit get out can't <laughs> like when i i described dina taking my my doll away is like the first day of prison where you mm. give them your shoes i'm like i'm not giving my shoes to anybody fucking else ever in my life mm. you know and so i would <laughs> Like, I didn't go on the playground and look for the biggest person so I could punch them and seem tough. If I'd had the guts, I would have done that. But, like, that always appealed to me. It was just like, just first day, let them know. You know, like Alfred Hitchcock, fire somebody the first day. <laughs> um, but I just never wanted to be mean. I just didn't want anybody to be mean to me. Yeah. But, the, yeah, so aspects of... there And there was always just something, like, ineffable. Like, you couldn't defined there was just something about me that was just so infinitely hateable 
Like, that's what I thought. I just really thought that there was, like, an infection inside of me. Just this monster that some people could sense. That's and crazy. that was why they were cruel. Like, it, like, most people were fooled by my outwardly sweet appearance or whatever. Um, or just ignored me entirely. And that was fine. But some people really zeroed in on the fact that there was something horrible in me and would treat me as horrible as I actually was. See, we are so messed up in, like, such different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I think that's why, just relating it back to the trans thing, I think that's why I relate to trans people so much is because they've had those feelings their whole lives. The difference is that... To them, it's specifically about the thing that I had to repress, the thing that wasn't acceptable about me was the way that I really felt about the way that I was presented to the world and the way that I had to be in the world. And so um, so that's kind of why, and that was reading Robin's post, Robin Trans Posts, was what made me what made me kind of connect myself to that experience. And then after that, it wasn't so weird of an idea to me. Even though, like, I again, gender-wise, like, I like being female. <laughs> but, like, for me, like, I don't know. Because, like, I, uh, there's, like, there's, like, uh, people, there's a movement to abolish gender. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, I like, if, if it wasn't for the fact that it kind of erases people's, and a part of somebody's identity that is important to them, then I would be for that. Because I just think... I don't like, I like getting dressed up, but I don't like wearing makeup. I like, uh, you know, pink and purple and frilly things and sparkly things, but I don't feel the need to like dress like Lady Gaga or Madonna every day. You know, I'm definitely not a Kardashian. I would never get like, like lip injections and well, shit. I mean, you know. There's a lot of ways to be female, as far as I'm concerned, and there's a lot of ways to be male. And I'm I... sure we would do a lot of things differently if we could afford to. <laughs> and I'm not saying I, I am, I have no, I've never had a thought where, well, like, that's actually wrong. I, I would like to be hotter than I am. But I, I, even, even so, I wouldn't actually go get some surgery if I could afford it to look like a better person or whatever. Like, I, I don't care. Um, but that's just the way I am. Like, I don't know. It's possible in a different uh, timeline. <laughs> that I, One of the alternate I, If I were born rich, maybe maybe I would end up... Well, and it would probably yeah. would have been normalized if you had been born rich. Because all you have to think about is what you look like and what you're... And everybody you know is doing surgery. And yeah. Getting facial surgery and whatever. Bigger and then if you don't, then you're the weird boobs. one. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I, the society is so dumb. But the way that I think about it is like there's a lot of ways to be female. There's a lot of ways to be male, and there's a lot of overlapping. So the the differentiation between the the genders I think is stupid. Um, it's literally physically, it's yeah, biological. Yeah, but the attitude towards men and women is social. Social. Yes. And um, so That's social. The attitude. It's social not... gender is like, or I forget which is like I have no problem sex, like... but. <clears throat> I like seeing when dudes, uh, oh, you remember, now this was a long time ago, I think it was like the early 90s, or it might even been the late 80s, but, you know, remember Metrosexuals? Oh, yeah. I always thought that was freaking cool. I mean, that's still a thing, it's just yeah. not as big a deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, it's more normalized, like, now, yeah. more acceptable, but it used, there was a time where it was like, holy crap. But I remember, like, not all, like, I didn't like all Metrosexual stuff, but a lot of it I did, I was like, oh, man, that looks awesome. Yeah. 
Well, again, couldn't afford to be that way. Right. <laughs> I think you also just have a, a somewhat of a lack of interest. That Well, yes, for sure, yes. But it's part of that is being forced into not being able to afford any interests that I might have. So Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember when a lot of that stuff I saw, I'd be like, dude, I would dress that way if I could afford to buy these types of clothes and stuff and whatever, you know. Um and I didn't ever think that I I did think it was weird the way it was labeled the whole metrosexual thing like everything has to be labeled and that's why I don't really um, that's why I don't jump on the transgender thing as far as supporting literally going out of your way to turn into something that you weren't that you're not yeah well for them it's they, they kind of think of it the opposite as they've been forced their whole life to be a certain way and they're they really more naturally lean more this way yeah well you know see this is why this is why i'm still not and you know this about me we've talked about this before a little bit here and there um i've always in comparison to friends throughout my years in comparison i'd be the more feminine dude you know the more sensitive one whatever um but i've never like so in comparison i'd be the more female version but i'm not a girl i'm just but I'm not. I just have different... I approach things different. It was mostly because I was raised around women, like, my whole life. Uh, which I'm glad about. That's something I always am like, man, I'm glad I didn't have an asshole father figure. <laughs> um, some things could have been a little better. Like, I might have a different form of confidence, but... I'm kind of glad I... I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so that's why I'm like, well... And I still... I always think, you know, what bugs me about it is all these arguments that people make and stuff that you've said today, which makes sense to me. I agree with a lot of the emotional thing, but I don't understand why people need to identify themselves as a sex. Like, that's not who you are. And that's my one of my biggest problems with it is people will say, I'm really a woman. Like, what do you... What is... No, what you're not. You were born a man. Like, <laughs> just because you feel more like a woman, that doesn't mean that's what you are. What you are. I think, I mean, honestly, it's, I, I can't speak for them because I'm not yeah, trans and yeah. I don't have those feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't answer that question. But you me. are, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's why it's it's weird to me that you, you're so strongly supportive of that. I think, well, when I, like I said, when I first, um, when the, when, okay, so when I, we were really young, trans people were very cartoony. Like they were in movies, they were either villains or just stupid or weird or Flamboyant? crazy. Flamboyant, like really out there. Yeah, but like it just like the Rocky Horror Picture Show kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, see, but I did not. Now I remember back then I did not know that it was transgender. I always thought of it as cross dressing because that's. I think in I think in Frankenfurter's case because he calls himself a transsexual, so that means that. I guess she is, female, but she doesn't. Doesn't she have facial hair in that movie? I don't know. Like, Tim Curry is not trying to seem female. She's, like... He, in that role, he's just dressing in women's clothes. Mm -hmm. But he calls Might himself... Might not mean specifically that, just that movie. But yeah. I mean, even since... Who was... Was it a president or a... Who would... It was, I forget who, but there was somebody in government a long time ago, 50s or 60s, that was a crossdresser. Oh, they just said that. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. There's so many stories surrounding that. And then even like um, art uh, clothing that they had on display and shit. Was it Hoover? I think it was something Hoover. I think it right? was Hoover. Yeah. J. Edgar Hoover. 
Yeah. Well, that was actually something that was said about him to discredit him. Mm. It was something that his detractors used to say. Okay. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. I just know that that was a... Either it was true and it was let out by the by his detractors to discredit him, mm. or it was just made up entirely to discredit. Him. So, so for me, that's I'm I'm all for the whole cross dressing thing. I remember when I was younger, I used to be really against it because it was gross to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they probably just societal, you know, peer pressure ish thing. Um, but again, like when I got older and I started seeing the metrosexuals, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me of the Mick, the TV show, the Mick, uh -huh. the little boy when they when uh, the Mick, she let him dress up in a dress, you know, and then they had that whole little um, identifying as episode or whatever, which I hated. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought they tried to do something on it, but it was it just it was kind of it felt forced. It was one of those where it mm -hmm. felt forced, like I could understand the point, but it just was. It's kind of like those shows we've talked about those too. Is a very special episode. The, well, no, not just that, but the <laughs> the other ones where they're they're these forced gay couples and they're not natural gay couples. That happens a lot in a lot of shows. They're just they're just they're what, just like there to be gay. Oh, supernatural. Whether no, just I'm, there talking to about, be... I'm talking about like a natural actual, and at being a part of the show rather than being a representative of a certain group in the show. It's much different. We talked about this before when we were watching that show, uh, The Schmitz, was it, or The Schitz, Schitz Creek, Schitz Creek. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a beautiful relationship. Uh -huh. like, that was so natural. And of course, it, it's because it grew over yeah. time. Um, but so many shows, they just throw a gay couple in there and they're like, we're gay. You know, like, I <laughs> um, we are here so that you don't seem homophobic. <laughs> yeah, so it, that's a lot of shows do that. Not all of them, but I mean, a lot do. A lot, it's just there and it's not real. Okay. Um, I don't think, I mean, I don't remember ever talking to you about that before. We talked about it when I was, when I was telling you, like, when I, when I watched Shit's Creek, because this was a while back. Uh-huh. Um, no, I remember you saying that you liked Shit's Creek because it seemed natural, but I don't remember you, like, going into that detail about a lot of shows, like, just kind of forcing gay couples into them. That's why I loved the Shit's Creek so much. Not, not just the show, but that whole part in it. That's why mm -hmm. I loved it so much, because it was a first, it was literally the only time I've ever seen a gay couple be so natural. What about Modern Family? That one's slapstick. Well, I don't. I don't find anything natural about their relationship. Really? Yeah. Well, I could just be because I'm not used to. I but probably it's... stopped watching it because the whole show just seems a little bit like silly. Wait, yeah, uh, the first I think couple. It's I really mean, good. But I it liked is silly. the first season, but like after a while, you you'd think that these people would kind of get to know each other better, but <laughs> they just all. Or grow or whatever. I don't know. They, I'm, they I'm, like do, I said, but I it stopped takes watching in like season three. I, you so. know, it's it's funny that you say that because they do grow, but the show itself is still silly. It's you know, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. an interesting one. No, I mean, and I love those dudes. Like I love their characters. Yeah. I just don't. I never felt like it was like this natural relationship. I like Cam. I don't necessarily like the redhead that much. Just his character is so uptight and like judgmental, and it's hard to like him. But Cam is a sweetheart. I fucking love Cam. It's fun. You know, it's you know. Actually, now that you say, <laughs> I um, I I I sort of feel the same. But I like the reason I like Cam is be or not. What's his name? Cam, the bigger one. No, no, the his 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 hubby. I don't remember his right? name. Right, Mitch. Is it no, not Mitch. Uh, anyways, um, I I I liked that he was so different. Uh. For the contrast. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, in terms of the stereotype, he, like, Cam definitely fits the stereotype better, but he's also more likable. But I would also say that, like, the sister is very similar to, I think his name is Mitch. Uh, no, Mitch is the, the normal, the main dad, I think. Is he? I, I think. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> It's so, been a while since I've so seen the it, So the red-haired too. brother, but his, <laughs> but the sister, Claire, like, they have very similar personalities, and I find it hard to like both of them, but... Like, Claire's husband, I really like. And then the redhead's husband, I really like. So, mm-hmm. um, and nothing against redhead. I'm just identifying him because I can't remember his name. Yeah, we can't remember. I, right? It's, it's, I like, I think, I mean, I've, I love that show. It's like, but it's been a while. It I did like while. it. And I like, I, That's why I, I can't remember the his first name. three seasons and then I just kind of lost interest. I think we just stopped having cable for a while and I didn't keep up with it when we got like into hulu and stuff wow well, it's funny because i only ever started watching that show after it was on hulu oh really yeah. oh no i used to watch it with mom i think yeah um so you know what i was just thinking too i can't remember exactly what you said that triggered my memory of, of this so i was saying how like I, as far as their relationship goes it, it's never felt it just feels so slapsticky to me like they're so like everything they do is a conflict well it's, <clears throat> that's the same thing with the straight couple too well, that, so, okay, yes, that, yeah. Um, so that's why for them, as a couple, for me, it's it's not really a natural relationship. Mm, it's just, okay. it's just, but I was thinking that you did remind me, um, episodes, certain stories around the relationship mm-hmm. were very natural. Yeah. Like them taking their daughter to school and learning that, like the interactions between them and other people yeah. while they're a gay couple, that was natural uh-huh. to me. So them as a couple... It doesn't come off as natural to me, but the stories surrounding them comes natural to me. Like when I see the way they interact with other people and the oh, and okay. stuff like that. So just kind of seeing them like in context in, in real life. In real life, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. them together, just those two by themselves in a, in a room and whatever stupid little things they do together. It's, yeah. all, it's so just ridiculous. Yeah, well, I think when they're around other people, they tend to balance each other out more. And then when yes. they're doing yes. the interviews and stuff they tend to have the the conflict heightened. So maybe that's why. Hmm. Maybe that's why. What's still one of my favorite scenes I, you know, I can... every time I imagine it is, like, I think it's the very first episode where they had locked Lily in the car and Cam's just running towards... <laughs> Cam's just running towards the car with a garbage can and he's screaming, Cam! <laughs> he gets to stop him and that's still just that image of cam holding up the garbage can and just running because he's in such a panic just still makes me laugh i am um, i think i might have a better idea on the way i, I see them as a couple and mm. i just remember not thinking they were very natural mm. um but i think if i had seen the show more recently i'd probably be able to give a better description of why uh-huh. <laughs> it's just been a while since i think I've it might it might help that <clears throat> or part of the reason might be because both of the guys who play these characters are straight. <laughs> I wasn't even sure. I never looked it up because I didn't care. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure, though. Although I would say that Eric McCormick makes a really good gay guy. But uh, Is he the cam dude? Will and Grace. Oh, okay. Will and Grace. I, he always just... Like, when that show first came out, not the reboot, but the first one, people kept asking him if he was gay or straight, and he just refused to answer because he's like, I'm not playing into that whatever narrative you have with with whatever i decide to answer with mm. but he is straight and um and um jack uh the guy who played jack was gay but not out i've never seen the show so i can't oh okay <laughs> i've never seen it all I right can't. so um but yeah so 
Um, but yeah, just coming back to the, the trans thing, um, I, I don't know. So I, I always just related to the, the struggle of like understanding that there's something about you that is inherently unlovable and knowing that you have to keep that repressed. Okay. Yeah. So no, that's why I was still, um, <laughs> and I feel bad cause you were like, well, you should go, you could go watch your videos and I, no. If I ever get in the mood, I will. But yeah. you know, whatever. I, I was just saying, uh, you know, I haven't so far. I haven't been convinced. I have seen, I have seen people talk about it. I have seen yeah. arguments. I just still have not seen something that just tells me like, oh, it doesn't. It doesn't reach me yet. You know, I haven't. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to. That I think, you like, you don't have to be like, I'm totally cool. With, I'm not. You know, with I'm not. Whatever. It's just, it's just in, in terms of. To me, the big thing is. Do you deserve human rights? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. do you deserve, deserve the right to live <laughs> and love whoever you want and present to the world however you want? Yes. Yeah, see, the only thing that I don't agree with, literally the only thing, is the sex change part. I just don't see the is point. Is the don't... surgery or the way that they change their dressing or their hair or what? The the whole need to change the identity, like the 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 term boy to girl, they, them, that whole thing. I just, I'm just like, eh. Uh, and the surgery part, too. The whole physical body surgery change. Because to me, the surgery still squeaks me out. Only because I hate surgery. <laughs> and then I was thinking maybe half of trans transphobia is just people who have tr a surgery phobia. Because <laughs> my idea, because it's so extreme and it's so invasive and it's so like... Um, like, I just don't want anybody touching me anywhere around sensitive areas, but especially there, you know? And that, well, the, it's funny because the way you're putting that, too, is, is like immediately transphobia. And, and that's another problem is just because I don't agree with something doesn't mean I fear it. I'm not, oh. you know, like, I'm not scared of them doing that. I just, I don't see the point. I don't understand any of the argument. So, for example, some of the stuff you were talking about earlier, to me, that's just an emotional struggle. It's not a sex struggle. Well, it's an emotional struggle to me because it's not based around when, no, but I mean, gender. no, I'm no, I'm the way you describe it. That's exactly how I see it too. It's not a gender thing. It's a, it's an emotional thing. It's mental. It's not. Yeah. Well, the thing is, okay. So there's this thing called dysphoria, which is basically like when you look in the mirror or you think about how people see you, it it doesn't match up with how you see yourself. Yeah. Um, and it, and some people, like, I don't, like, I have just, like, I have dysphoria, but not, it's more like fat dysphoria rather than or being kind dysphoria and thinking somebody thinks you're evil because you're too kind. That too. But also like, um, like one of the things that Dina used to say to me was that I was like fat, ugly, stupid, mm. and an intruder. And so whenever I feel weird in a social situation, those are the words that come up for me. And so since one of them is fat, a lot of times when I'm in a uncomfortable social situation, I'll just feel too big for the room mm. or too big for the space that I'm taking up. Um, and so, um, but when, when I think about myself, I don't think about myself as a large person, even though I know that's what other people are mm. seeing. That's one of the reasons it just bugs me when people are like, you've lost weight. I'm like, no. <laughs> Wait, I mean, that's the point. Now, that's why is that because... Do I need to lose weight? What? <laughs> it's, I think that's just uh, one of those... It's it's interesting. It's so weird because, like, I do recognize that that's, it's always intended to be a compliment. Yeah. 
Um, and usually if somebody notices you gain weight, it's not always meant to be an insult. Not always. No. Oh, no. Like, you've lost weight is always supposed to be a compliment. And then if, if they say you've gained weight, it's not always an insult, though. No, it's just, like if you're like a wrestler and you're trying to gain mm, weight yeah, for right. whatever. Yeah. Like, or, but even, or if, even you're, if like, you're not, though. If you're, like, you beefed up. Some people just, it's an observation. You know? Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. I just don't want anybody commenting on my body ever. <laughs> like, it's so that's, uncomfortable. That's just not realistic. <laughs> I know. But, um... Uh, oh, dysphoria. So, it, but I don't have dysphoria enough that I would ever, like, feel the need to diet. <laughs> or have like liposuction or that's kind of cool you know. though because i mean the one of the things that i i learned this a long time it was the first time when i stopped eating meat you remember yeah um it was because i truly wanted to yeah um and i and that was where i you know and i get there's this there's this um withdrawal thing mm -hmm. with drugs and all that kind of stuff but i mean that's what i that was the first time i was like you know what if smokers really wanted to quit they would like if you really truly want to and not just know that you should because mm -hmm. these are two different things like knowing you should quit doesn't mean you really want to like you have to really want something um i, I think so for me like any kind of addiction like smoking or drugs or anything is about coping it's a cope so it's a coping mechanism. And so if your coping mechanism is smoking or drinking or doing drugs, then you're going to keep doing that when you get super high stress levels. Mm -hmm. Like when your stress levels are lower, you can re re uh, resist the temptation. But when your stress levels are super high, you immediately want to go to the thing you know is going to work immediately. You know, it's funny because like I, it's, I was just thinking about this too. This just happened uh, the other day. It was either yesterday or the day before. And... Um, <clears throat> I didn't realize this, and I recognize, I finally recognized this the other day because I do like to get buzzed, right, mm -hmm. with alcohol. I do like to be high. I love it. Um, but some the most recent thing I noticed, specifically to the beer, as long as I'm drinking a beer, I have this small relief, mm. and it's freaking weird. Yeah. I think what what really happened though, I think what it came down to is just last year, and and now this year and everything that how how much worse everything has been. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, we've talked about this before, too. It's always been horrible and crappy and whatever, but mm -hmm. I've, it's never been this bad. Like, it's just, it's never been this bad. It's insane. Um, so I never felt relief just drinking a beer before. I never, ever, like, I, yeah. I knew I would, I was like, I'm going to get buzzed. I want to get buzzed. It was now more I'm... about, like, bringing yourself up, and now it's about getting yourself up to normal. That's an interesting. I like the way you put that. It makes sense. It's not how I would describe it, yeah. but it makes sense. Like I understand that. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't know how to word it, so I, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know because, like, you know, that's why we have these two different mental things, and that's why oftentimes I come to you to make sense of things because yeah. I, I don't know how to put it. I'm just like, how do I explain this? You know? Yeah, because I think like <laughs> social drinking is like, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna like let my inhibitions go, and I'm just gonna have as much fun as possible. And then like uh, private drinking is more about. I feel like crap and I don't want to feel like this and I want to stop these thoughts and I just need to like I just need to be okay right now <laughs> <laughs> and getting high is much quicker and easier <laughs> can't afford that though can afford beer uh yeah but anyway like so in terms of dysphoria I do have dysphoria about my body um but not enough to like get a surgery or 
Like, well, that's different. Now, the, the one thing that you said that made like. sense to me was the diet thing because you couldn't afford surgery if you, even if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't save up. I like yeah. if I really wanted it, I could figure out a way to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's what people do, whether they can afford it or not. Like you figure it out. You know, but I could, I could exercise. I could diet. Mm -hmm. I could change the thing about myself that I don't like. But what I also recognize is that the thing that I don't like about myself, or at least what other people can see, is not the thing that I actually don't like. And or and it's not really like the real problem. Like it's it's something that I focus on when I'm stressed, but it's not being fat is not the actual problem for me. Be feeling like I'm too big or I'm not really wanted, or there, there's something innately unlovable about me is the problem. And I recognize that, and I think that's why I don't feel like it pressing me to lose weight. Mm. Um, the times when I wanted to lose weight the most is when I've been rejected, uh, by either like romantically or otherwise. That's when I'm like, I need to get smaller so people stop rejecting me. But that's, like, we've met skinny people. That's not what happens. Everybody gets rejected. I've met some of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life, and they can't get a decent partner. Yeah. And I'm just like, who's dumping you? How stupid are they? <laughs> you know, like, why? What? You know, and they're perfectly lovely people. It's not their personalities, and it's not what they look like. But they're still, like, finding human connection is a challenge. And, and just because you look good on the outside doesn't mean that you're not fucked up on the inside. Yeah. And don't make bad choices for your romantic partners. So... Um, yeah. Or, or even just, like, being a good person, but just having no boundaries. Like, you're, people are going to find you who want to take advantage of that. But, so, anyway, the point is, I'm not just, I've never experienced dysphoria to the point where I, I've felt a serious pressing need to change what I physically look like, or the way that other people see me. Um, but trans people do. It's still a mental state. Sure. But, you, but telling yourself it's just a mental state doesn't doesn't uh take away the mental state yeah well it's the i mean well just the only way i can think of it personally is um you know that's the same thing we say about depression just be happy is ridiculous yeah um so but i can't get a surgery to remove depression i mean there's lobotomies but <laughs> those have proven i actually have thought about that <laughs> those have proven to cause more problems than uh than solve so uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> freaking hell i meant realistic <laughs> i mean there are people today who are still getting like electroshock therapy oh, yeah. Yeah. so like there there are ways that people try to fix their like i mean i'm on drugs i'm on paxil mm -hmm. because i can't feel okay i need drugs on my own yeah. yeah so um so anyway the point is like that their dysphoria is so strong their sense of being the way that they're presenting themselves to the world is is feels so unnatural and 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 um, wrong that the only reason that they continue to present that way is because they are afraid of the backlash of what will happen if they actually present themselves and behave in a way that is comfortable to them. And at a certain point, the reason that they do transition is because the discomfort of the fear of rejection becomes uh less than their than their 
discomfort of like just being wrong all the time. Oh yeah. Well, so that all I that was a really good point. I like all that. I I still I don't understand why the solution is to change your sex. I don't. Well, so again, not as a not trans person, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't say from my experience. Mm -hmm. I can only say that if somebody tells me, because I understand that it that's an extreme, that's an extreme thing to do, and the reason I understand that is because I would never do it. As you know what I mean, like so for me to want to do that, I would have to have such an extreme amount of discomfort that whatever. So so what I understand is from what from what I've heard mm -hmm. is especially from philosophy tube who I, whose video I watched this morning was I really didn't want to live I'm paraphrasing but he's, but she said I really didn't want to live but I knew that even even if I die like relatively soon I would regret not every single day that I lived that I didn't transition and I think at a certain point for most trans people the choice becomes I either kill myself or I figure out a way to live in a way that is more comfortable for me. Still, I mean, I, I, I might look up their video because that doesn't... <laughs> gender has nothing to do with that. To them, it does. Yeah, that's... That's, that's why... I don't know. I don't know. I don't like having to, to search for that stuff, especially when... Everything I have encountered so far is just nonsense to me, and it's not meant to be an insult. Yeah, I don't mean to offend anybody. Yeah, I I just because I, I for just for a quick example, I mean it's, it's when I talk about video games and someone tells me a game sucks, and to me it's nonsense. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just I don't. I'm just like no. I completely disagree. And what you're saying is dumb. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not to be a dick. It's you know, it's just the simplest way to put it. Yeah. Um, I just disagree. I don't. That's all. You know. So. Um, and I've heard a lot of, of the conversation. I've seen the conversations. I've seen, I've heard a lot of stuff. Um, and I understand a lot of it. I, I like some of this stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, like I've told you, I'm just like, none of this has to do with gender. Like, yeah, that's what's a trip to me. I think, um, I mean, part of it is, is I, th okay. So what is, what happens to a lot of people when, um, Okay, so for instance, people who lose a lot of weight or people who like are really poor and they win the lottery or whatever, like they think, oh, this thing I've been fixating on has, um, now that that's fixed, everything is fixed. Mm -hmm. And what they find is that's not true. Um, but I think what happens is there's such a, like when you're transgender, I think, and again, I'm, mm -hmm. I think what happens is there's such a block around your happiness that in order to get to in order, in order to even reach the other stuff that is bothering you you have to work with that first well okay so let me let me say <clears throat> how i've seen it especially through our conversation today okay. um i actually mentioned a tiny bit of what i was thinking about earlier is the cross-dressing thing and the whole the whole thing that's labeled as cross-dressing right it's understandable because as a society we came up with these terms i mean it's the same thing with money like we made this up. right uh it's a label everything is a label even time is a label yeah time is not real it's we 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 put this there yeah like seconds or seconds because we call them seconds yeah you know we call it's them just a, a unit of measurement that we made up like yeah cups or inches so and that's why especially now like i said when i first saw metrosexuals it was weird to me 
It was weird, but it was because the first ones I had seen were odd. <laughs> and then I started to see ones that I actually liked. And I was like, oh, the way that's a metrosexual? So basically, metrosexuals are just really cool people. They're <laughs> are dressed really well. You yeah. Know? But that's how I saw it. I saw it was, yeah. They were just dressed really well. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. It's like looking like the dude from Mad Men every day. <laughs> I've never seen that damn show. Oh, you should. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. I mean, it's very, it's a, it's a soap opera for boys, basically. Oh, oh soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know, I've watched those anyways. No, so, and this is why for me, it's so hard to latch on to the, it, again, specifically, it's literally just the sex change literally physically the sex change and a part of that is what i would rather be called a woman than a man which those are because to me they're they're uh that's the same thing yeah if you got like, boobs you're a woman if you got a penis you're a man it's like i guess the difference would be like i'd rather be called a human than a person <laughs> pretty much like kind in, of almost like in that, your yeah. view yeah but... it's almost not yeah. quite the same but yeah <laughs> But also, you grew up without a lot of gendered messaging, too. That is true. Which is, true. boys don't cry, or... Because I grew up around women. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but mom wasn't gendered. Like, mom mom didn't say to me, because you're a girl, aside from, like... We had the color thing, but that that was just, you know... Color thing? Like, the blue, pink, you know, whatever. Oh, right. But, but, but when we decided we liked the color, like, once mom knew I liked pink... I got lots of pink stuff. Yeah. You know, like, she didn't be like, oh, no, you can't like pink because you're a boy. Yeah. She was like, oh, you like pink. Okay, here well, you go. And, like, <laughs> you always got, like, the toy trucks and the whatever, and I got yeah. the, the... Barbies. The Barbies and the teacups and, yeah. you know, and part of it was just that was what I was asking for. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like, if I could have chosen, I would have had everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would not have. <laughs> I was not interested in... I, although, I remember having a little bit of fun with Barbie. Barbie... A is... little... Very little bit. But I still wouldn't have gone out of my way to get Barbie. You know right. I mean? And I wouldn't <laughs> have gone out of my way to have, hot like, a bunch of Hot Wheels, but I would have wanted some. <laughs> you know? Like, think... Some of them are cool. Like, remember the one that you, like, crash and then, like, the lid flips over and it looks like the car crash? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Cool. I would get distracted, yeah. So, well, I mean, for me, like, on that level, um, sh barely being able to touch your Barbies and play with your Barbies for the very brief amount of time I did, <laughs> that was enough for me. Yeah. Um, so we had that to share. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, no, I never, but no, I was, like I said, as soon as mom knew I liked pink, she started giving me more pink things. Not everything yeah. turned to pink, but you know, she knew that was one of my favorite colors. So, um, there is that, that is very true. What you said, like where I wasn't, like you have to be a boy kind of a thing. But yeah. again, that's. But if you're like raised your whole life and you're told, like, again, like we rate, we were raised. I wouldn't say genderless. Like we had some signals. Yeah, no, we knew not just from mom, was. but I mean, from like knowing society. what gender is is pretty basic. Yeah, but we didn't have people reinforcing it all the time. Yeah. So if you had grown up in a household where, like, and you already said that you you relate more to like being feminine, a feminine mm -hmm. on the spectrum of being sensitive, male. extremely sensitive. Oh my gosh, I literally cried in front of my male friends when we were playing basketball. <laughs> I literally cried in front of them, and I was walking away. I'll never forget that. It was one of the most embarrassing things ever. <laughs> But I was really hurt. I can't even remember why. <laughs> I remember being really hurt. Did you hurt, hurt your feelings or was it physically just, hurt? No, no. It was emotional. I, can't, I really can't remember what it was. But I mean, I've always, I've always been a sensitive person. Um, 
And we talked about that before, too. I don't mind being sensitive. Yeah. But the thing is, and it's interesting, I just started watching an interview with Will Smith earlier, but it was a little too intense for me, mm-hmm. just for the mood that I was in mm-hmm. at the moment. We were saying, I was a very gentle kid, and my father mm-hmm. was very physically punishing, mm-hmm. and I wasn't the kind of kid who needed that. So it really crushed my soul. Mm-hmm. So, so if you had grown up in an environment where... Um, you're constantly being told boys are like this, girls are like this, boys are like this, girls are like this, then just being a more sensitive person or more on the, like, as as far as you say, like the more feminine part of the spectrum of masculinity, like, it would have chafed even more. It would have, uh, it would have felt even more um, restrictive and yeah. oppressive. And then <clears throat> maybe to rebel against that and be like, well, you know, I just not just the way you describe that and explain that. I, I think for me, I mean, because this is different for every individual, no matter what. Like yeah. no matter what, we can all relate to something, but it's always gonna be different individually. Yeah. For me personally, as much as I recognize that I was far less male than all my male friends, <laughs> um, that was because I never, I, I, you know. It's interesting to think about it because I I did fall into peer pressure, mm-hmm. but not emotional peer pressure. Uh, you know, peer pressure of doing something rather than thinking a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never really thought of that because I do remember because I I never thought about that until like right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> that was the thing. It would be peer pressure into doing something, but as far as thinking a certain way, I've never. As soon as anybody starts telling me I got to think a certain way, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you can screw off with that nonsense. <laughs> well, what were you peer pressured into? Like drugs and stuff? Um, well, no, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example as far as the being cool, who the cool people are, mm-hmm. um, deciding who's the cool. And that's kind of a, a way to think. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's 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 a little different because it's a group thing, you know, rather than like an individual thought. It's kind of like I don't know how else to describe it. Like mm-hmm. I, like I just said this earlier. Like I don't know how to put these some of these things into words. And like, some stuff I'm, I can, but some stuff I don't. I'm just like, how do I say this properly? Like, um, but um, or or stealing. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. I think that's probably the best example I can think of. Is I and it wasn't peer pressure though. It was just influence. No. Uh-huh. And, and it's, that's a form of peer pressure. It's not exactly... It wasn't exactly... like they were going, Jeremy, you have to steal too. It's like yeah. you saw them doing it and then you would have felt weird if you it's didn't a... do it. No, not weird. No, no. I just... It was... I discovered it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in, in a sense, it's... So that's more of a peer influence than pressure. Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean, there's a difference There's there. different amounts of pressure. But yeah, peer pressure is basically... Because I, 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 w- yeah. I never felt pressured into stealing. I just was like, oh, you could do that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, that's what I'm trying to think of, like, what the difference... I don't... I Again, my memory sucks really bad, and I can't think back to specific examples. I just know that I've never easily been influenced into, cer- into thinking a certain way. I mean, even education was a pain in the ass for me to fall. Like, I couldn't stand history because it all sounded so freaking stupid to me. <laughs> I And I I remember this. I was talking about this in a political video I made. It was what I, some of what I learned in 2020. And I was like... I remember not liking history because it was so stupid and boring. It was literally, and and until now, I can look back on it and recognize, like, it was literally white man kill people and his hero. Yeah. Well, I think (laughs) maybe that's why so many of us think or thought of history as being boring, because we were given, 
such a sanitized version of it. Like it's just we real, win. Everything is we win. Real history is so much more interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. so much more conflict. There's so much more gray no, areas more of morality. Heroes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting too. It's like um, we're we're losing our heroes when we find out that like Abraham Lincoln. And, yeah. you know, Thomas Jefferson. Find out the truth about these people and you're like, wait, it's yeah, what? It's like, well, the whole time <laughs> we shouldn't be losing our heroes. The whole time we should have had these other heroes who actually did good things. Yeah. You and know? at least had a, a real full understanding. That's what's, I don't know. Anyways, that's going a little too far off, I think. But yeah. I mean, but I mean, like I never, I, that, that was, that's just one way I know how to explain that I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I just was like, this is unacceptable to me. There, kind was, of. there was a block. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, there's something I, I, and again, I didn't think of it like specifically the way I do now yeah. back then. I just knew something was off. Like, Same. I, and I just was like, mm. I could never, I could never grasp. I think part of it is just that I can't remember dates. And like, I remember, I think I've told you this before in fifth grade, um, she asked the class or Mrs. Pass, Mrs. Patch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mrs. <laughs> Patch. She was your teacher first and then she was my teacher. Um, but she was, she asked the class, what year did Columbus sail the ocean blue? And I said, uh, 1942. Uh, and she, the whole class laughed and mm. I was just like, why are they laughing? <laughs> I don't get it. What's the difference? And she goes about 300 years <laughs> and she couldn't help but laugh either. But like at the time I didn't understand, like it, it happened before I was born. So who cares? You know, mm. like I didn't understand, like I didn't understand any of it and why it was important and what the difference was between the dates. And I'm still bad at dates, uh, but I do find individual people's history more interesting than like an overview. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I heard about Fred Frederick Douglass, like I'd heard his name many, many times, mm -hmm. but, but until, never his real history. But until I read his book, like, it was, I think it was the autobiography, he's written more than one, but he was the autobiography of Frederick Douglass. Until I read it, I was just like, no wonder people love this man. He is so beautiful. Yeah. You know, just like, a lot of, like, what I a remember, beautiful heart. I remember, like, I'll never forget, um, I mentioned this in the, the same video I was talking about, you know, why, some of what I learned. Cause, and the reason I named it that way is because it was just, it was a small, small fraction of what I learned. <laughs> Generally, just our, everything we ever learn is lies and bullshit. Yeah. That's just the basic thing. <laughs> That's what you, they teach you all the bullshit in uh, uh, elementary through high school. And then in college, you learn the truth. <laughs> if you go to college. If you go and to if college. you take those yeah. specific classes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have those specific teachers. I mentioned are, that too. I said, yeah. you know, we're, we're basically, we are practically self-educated. Basically. Um, yeah. I mean, and the truth is that, yeah. I mean, for me, school was kind of a bust only because um, I was too much in a panic mode the whole time to really learn. I remember anything. that, yeah. You know, like I'd learn it long enough for the test and then I'd forget it immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was like, like, so I'd get good grades, but I wasn't learning anything, you know? So, um, I don't know. That sucks. It's okay. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Well, but, I remember, did you, you were saying, but. I don't know. Okay, I, I remember. I'll never forget this, especially after some of what I, some of the oh my god, the little bit that I learned in twenty twenty. <laughs> but the the what I can remember the most from school and junior high and high school kind of education in history. And again, I, I 
didn't part of that was my fault i did not pay attention to it because it was so stupid <laughs> but when we did learn about black history the little bit that we learned the very extreme little bit that we mm -hmm. learned basically because i remember hearing about rosa parks mm -hmm. um, Chapman. i don't even remember hearing much about her really? um, rosa parks and mlk were the only two that i could ever really remember mm. um but i but i remember how it was always presented and even if it was not presented this way we never really truly learned the truth because like when we learned about mlk and stuff for me, all i can remember is mlk fought fought against racism and now black people are perfectly fine <laughs> yeah well and the <laughs> other thing that we learned about rosa parks was that she just was so tired she wasn't trying to rebel against anything yeah, yeah. she was just so tired she couldn't she's like screw this i'm she, done <laughs> she was like i can't get up and go to the, i'm just so tired from working all day yeah. and you i found out when i was older she was a protester like she was mm -hmm. literally actively this wasn't the first time she was even like i think she'd been arrested before mm -hmm. for refusing to give up her seat on the bus and it just minimized what she was doing so much to say oh she was just what, this what, one time it wasn't meant to minimize her though it was meant to excuse her it's like i'm not trying to cause trouble i literally just am too tired mm -hmm. and you're supposed to empathize with that but you can't empathize with somebody getting in trouble on purpose to make a isn't point. that crazy yeah yeah, so. Uh, so the other part of that, too, is besides basically what I was taught, basically, uh, I'm sure they might have tried to give other messages, but everything was just so much bullcrap. On top of that, MLK was the hero for the black people and Malcolm X was the enemy. Oh, really? He was the bad guy. Yeah, They were like, oh, Malcolm X, or, yeah, uh, Martin Luther King was so peaceful and this great hero. And, he, and then Malcolm X was the one that wanted to kill everybody. Kind of. <laughs> And but the I finally man I I was so pissed because I had I had seen previous stuff glimpses yeah you know, I never really got into it and it's not like this stuff that hasn't been available for a long time I just I even talked about this in my video I was like I've never been interested in history like I mm -hmm. just generally like I don't care but I, and I I I think part of that was just because I learned all the wrong kinds of history and if if I had seen history that was far more um, interesting and and even related to what we live now yeah because that's the fact like we're still living in those times it's crazy and i didn't know that and i remember every single time i make a comment because sometimes it'll come up and i and i'll it doesn't always come up and I, I don't go out there trying to seek it but sometimes people will mention something and i'll be like i'll never forget that like basically the way i learned this stuff was mlk saved black people and they're all fine now, like, like we just said. <laughs> yeah. And then what I love about that is there are so many people that will reply and be like this. So many people will agree. Oh, my God. Yeah. So many people are like, yeah, exactly. Like, we didn't even know this was a thing that was still happening right now. Like, literally right now. Yeah. All these years, we've been alive. Our parents were alive. You know, our, yeah. you know all this time has never changed. Yeah. And things are tiny bit better i guess but but the system itself is for certain people yeah yeah it's just such a trip um huh so when i the more i started seeing about malcolm x the more i was like dude i want this guy as my hero like this is what i want to do right here i want to do what malcolm x did i don't want to do what he said i want to do what he did yeah uh I'm, i agree um but he he one thing that i always found was interesting is i don't know everything there's little bits but he was a segregationist he was interested in separating black people from white people oh because the white people were treating them so bad uh -huh. like he was like we need to get the hell away from you damn people <laughs> that was why right so that part i can understand um but you don't want segregation do you oh no 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 especially after seeing what happens with segregation they uh -huh. literally bombed those people they literally 
the Klan and American government came into their towns and wiped them out, slaughtered them, slaughtered them. Kind of like us being mixed together is the only thing that protects them at all. Huh? Like the fact that that there are white people in poor neighborhoods and that there are... Ugh, God, you know. trip, dude. It's so horrible. Because even, even that doesn't change the fact that if, if they come into the poor neighborhoods, they will definitely pull the black people out. Yeah, but they're targeting specific people as opposed to just trying to blow up the whole thing. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's some level of protection just in terms it's, of... it's It might as well not exist. It's, it's definitely just... like a... Uh, it's a Trump-Biden difference. <laughs> so that was... You know, it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because... Um, I did remember, and this was this was very hard for me to to. I was seeing people say this, and I, I was trying to. I was like, I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense. So what people were saying, especially last year, is they didn't want white people representing the black people. They wanted they wanted to be heard. Yeah. And I that part I get mm-hmm. wanting to be heard. I get, but they were saying we don't want you to speak for us. And I was like, well, that does not make sense to me. <laughs> especially when the system literally will shut you the hell up. Mm-hmm. So you need white people to speak for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I, I, I was having very mixed feelings like that. I was a little confused. And I think I, I understand the, um, the uplifting the voices part. Mm-hmm. So there is that mix. Like I get it. Like you're not, you're not, you're not meant to take center stage when you speak for someone. Um, so it's very weird. Yeah. Uh, it's not like I am now the white savior of all the yeah. people of color. <laughs> and I and I I think the reason I can understand when people black people will complain about that is because that's white people will get that way. Some I've seen it. Uh-huh. Some of them think I'm the hero of black people. You yeah, know, like, there's a there's not, a, an SNL skit where Seth Meyers is the white hero. I haven't uh, man, now I gotta see that. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like basically making fun of like Green Book and all those like I don't white know what savior Green Book movies. Is. Oh, okay. Um, but basically, like, there's this one part of the skit, and the whole skit is funny, but there's one part where he goes up to a whites-only bathroom, and he, like, climbs up, and he crosses out whites-only, and then he he adds, and my friend, whatever, whatever her name is. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so dude. funny. It's just, like, and then all and then all these people are, like, looking around, like, oh, you completely missed the point. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend. <laughs> but he writes down uh, plus my friend's name, like, whatever her yeah, name was. Yeah. Um, so, oh, my God. So funny. That's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so that's why, like, there, like, I understand that that part of it, but I was, and and again, I, I oh God, it was so hard to deal with because I kept seeing uh, this was on social media, and I kept, um, I was following some of them. I had to unfollow them because I just kept seeing so much anti-white stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, you realize you're doing the same shit, right? At the, and but I can't blame them. Mm-hmm. That's what's a pain in the ass because I'm like, I understand black people hating white people, like, <laughs> but it's still prejudice you know it's still like a racism thing yeah and i'm and I'm just like oh you suck damn it you had me for a second and then you had to be like fuck white people you know um so and like i said i get it like hashtag I do. not all white people I, I i get it i mean well that's it's kind of the same thing is not all cops are bad and i and which i also agree with you know but i like <laughs> um so you know it's just a bad argument you know like well it's sort of like um okay so i went to like a feminist thing and then we were talking about like the patriarchy and how men are and how women are and how men treat women and and we were talking obviously about the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was one dude there and he goes, You know, I try really hard not to be like that. <laughs> and we were like, 
We didn't mean you. <laughs> you're here. You're part of the conversation. Yeah. You're trying to be a good dude. Yeah. Like, we can tell the difference. When we say men, we don't mean you, even I, though we know that you're a man. And that, that actually comes down. It's interesting, too, because you just reminded me of the whole Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. Yeah. That's the same point. All in, matter, a, in a sense. Yeah. A sense, all right? Lives Matter means Black Lives yes, Matter. Or like, Black Lives Matter Black means Lives, All Lives yes, Matter. Yes. But All Lives Matter doesn't mean Black Lives Matter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I, I remember, well, that's, I don't. I'm not in the mood to get into that right now, but yeah. I, I remember, um, you know, I had to first discover that as well. Cause when I, years ago, I think it was the nineties, I first heard our lives matter. And I was like, well, no, no, no. I heard of black lives matter. And I thought the same thing. I didn't argue it though. Like I did not go out of my way to be like, fuck black lives. Cause, cause people <laughs> do that. They're like, fuck black lives matter. All lives matter. And it's just like, you idiots, <laughs> I mean, you stupid, stupid idiots. Way to miss the point. <laughs> I just, I always thought it was odd. It be, but at the time, this was at a time when I didn't realize that racism, I knew racism existed in the world, but I didn't know it was still systematic. Yeah. I didn't know it was still like literally the world killing black people and yeah. then minorities and, and yeah. you know, and, and bombing other countries. And, yeah. I remember, you know, well, and that goes into whole other thing too, like you know, hearing about war and stuff, and I never understood that. That's never made sense to me either. Nope. Anytime we would hear about like us bombing another country, the excuse was terrorists. Yeah. Or, um, in the case of the Vietnam War, we were rescuing people from communism. Isn't that the stupidest thing ever? Oh man, I hate this world so much. <laughs> uh, so to get back to the trans conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you, so what specifically stood out so much to you though, that you wanted okay. to talk about it? Thank you. Cause yeah. that's the point I was going to get to. Cause I just wanted to talk generally about the trans thing and then specifically about. Okay. Cause I was really curious. Cause you were like, I, there's something I really, and we haven't talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is like, I don't like all trans people because. Well, cause they're people. They're people. And some yeah. of them I like. Some people some are assholes. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Like, and it's, it's funny that you have to say that. Like, I don't like all trans people. I mean, like, I don't like all black people. Like. <laughs> Again, it's just people. It's, As a group, you know, yeah, yes. People, As uh, individuals, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so stupid that we have to say these things because the world sucks so damn yeah. much. <laughs> so it's so. What I found was interesting when I was when I found out that Abigail had come out as female, philosophy has come out as female. Was like. Oh, I might like her better. <laughs> oh my because, god, that is hilarious. Because women are better, I agree. Well, <laughs> I'm a very sexist against males. I'm... Partly that, but also <laughs> mostly is because there was something about her that had always put me off. There was always something that like felt forced. Oh, felt they were not being natural, authentic. Yeah, not being authentic. Because and, they had that pressure, like you were talking about earlier, yeah. where they felt they had to be uh, present themselves differently or whatever, right? Yeah. But again, like, um, but like somebody like ContraPoints, I saw from, I mean, the first video I saw from her, she had already transitioned, but mm -hmm. at that time she already had her, she still had all her old videos on there. So I went back and watched all of them so that I could kind of see the transition in real time. And I liked her in every iteration of, of how she presented They were herself. who they were. Yes. And like there was something authentic, even though obviously we all have our secrets, we all have yeah. our private yeah. things. Yeah. But when you present yourself to the world, like you have a way of presenting it that is either 
mostly you or whatever there's just it's, some aspect I, of you that's that's you know it's no i don't want to interrupt you but i do it reminds yeah. me of like uh for example when i stream it's why i've mentioned this before too like there would be times where i would stream when i knew that i could not be in a good mood mm -hmm. it's mostly because i wanted to get i wanted to it kind of like what we do when i come yeah. to you and i chat with you it's because i you help me feel better or, <laughs> or whatever not not even just feel better but um, feel more sane <laughs> pretty much yes and that was sometimes i would do that for the stream and the difference there is there's another thing we thought about is just that that's different because those people come to be entertained you know mm -hmm. so it's like i can't even go just to hang out with my friends and i can't just say my thoughts because they're all horrible <laughs> <laughs> but these are the people that i consider friends that i want to talk to about that and it's it's just such a weird thing again that's a part of that whole like internet friendship thing too yeah. and there are social and for me like and that's why it's weird because I, I understand that the difference mm -hmm. like I like it's easy to recognize but I still feel like they're my friends yeah uh, like, well it's it depends because like you have the people who come in and they're like I mean people I know yeah you know, fly, not just fly not just out. people that randomly show up for a minute and whatever right. or <laughs> even people who just like watching you but they don't necessarily interact through chat yeah I don't know them yeah 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 so somebody like Dark or uh, Wags uh, <laughs> <laughs> mentioning you twice in the oh same my, episode. Oh, too many, too many mentions. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that part out. Um, and then like a handful of other people that like, specifically like when I came to you and I was like, who are the top 10 people that come in, to come to oh, your yeah. channel? Yeah. Um, and like send me their pictures and also. I was like, here's five. Them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first I said three and I should have stuck with three because then 10 was too much, yeah. too much pressure. Um, but at least we got some girls in there. Well, so, point, so, uh, there's when it's interesting. Cause I've thought about this too. Like when, when I'm my best, I feel like that's the most natural me. Yeah. And I also know that like when we do our, our podcasts and stuff, like I have a much more deeper tone to my voice not a whole lot like mm -hmm. i don't get super deep kind of you know what i can't even imitate it because i'm just like, oh, it's like every time i try to do a deep voice it trips me out <clears throat> but i have like when i'm me fully me like mm -hmm. i have a much lighter voice a much happier like i can just i know it like i know my voice like it's just much different and it's not on purpose yeah it's very natural it's a very natural voice change um so it's that's what i always thought was interesting because like um and in a sense that's a persona yeah in a sense it's a persona in it's that a natural persona if you only go online when you're in that particular mood yeah then you're presenting a, a part of yourself that is the best that you can present yourself it's a natural persona as opposed to a full like people a that full picture. literally yeah. act out a different entirely different character and yeah. stuff and that's what drives me nuts and i'm just like ah <laughs> yeah so like philosophy tube like versus contrapoints contrapoints always felt even though contrapoints does all kinds of characters every word that she says just feels real it feels like it's from the soul mm -hmm. and it's funny like she just makes me laugh um and has from the first video that i saw from her so there's that and then there's philosophy tube who i always liked their videos um, I had been subscribed at a certain point, but I think I unsubscribed just because there's a, like, I would subscribe sometimes and then unsubscribe other times because sometimes I just really would like their video and I'd be like, I just need to subscribe and just know whenever they come up with a new video. And then sometimes I'd just be like, this person is just so irritating. I just can't even watch them. Um, but it's because, <laughs> it's because, like, 
all of their videos are good. They're good quality. They're well thought out. They're smart. Um, they're compassionate. They're empathetic. They're, like, they're all on the right side of history. And the way that it's presented is really good. Um, but there was just always something about the persona of the presenter that was just like, I just don't trust you. Like, I just mm. don't trust you. There'd be times when they'd let their guard down and I would like them more. But there was always just something that was being held back and it would always make me like not trust them. So I was like, it's kind of like Steve Kometko was a uh, commentator on E, like the Fashion Network. And I never liked him. Never liked him. I was just like, who, who, ugh, there was just something about him that I didn't like. And then he came out as gay and I was like, oh, that's what you were hiding. That's what made you feel inauthentic. That's why I didn't like you. But it's not like other people haven't come out of the closet that I didn't like the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I think there are certain people. Sometimes who, you can recognize who deception. Who feel like if they have to hide that part of themselves, they have to f hide all of the good parts of themselves, at least a little bit, to protect themselves. And, like, somebody like ContraPoints just never, like, they only had to hide that one part of themselves. And they never had to, like, hide the other good parts of themselves. So, yeah. And then there's, like, like I said, I watch a lot of trans people on, on YouTube because I get to see their perspectives. And some of them, like, uh, Cat Black, I really like her personality. But I just think that the way that she presents her stuff is a little sloppy. And mm -hmm. just, I repetitive and i just like so i'm I've not been there yeah so i'm just like <laughs> is it worth my time to click on this every time and also her videos are so clickbaity like her thumbnails mm, and titles are that. so clickbaity the second i see like, a headline that's clickbait i'm like nope <laughs> it just puts me off and then like when she's in the middle of the video and she's being authentic then i'm like i really like this but just the other stuff i don't know so, so I so anyway, so I like her, but I don't necessarily feel like I need to be subscribed. Mm. And then there's uh, you know, so I feel I like different trans creators <laughs> to different degrees based on like how I relate to them and whatever. Mm. Um, but that's why I wanted to talk about Philosophy Tube coming out because when she came out and I realized, oh, she's trans, I was like, I felt relief. I felt relief because I had already kind of I had always felt that I always felt kind of guilty that I didn't like philosophy, the presenter of philosophy. You're such a weirdo. Well, because <laughs> what they were saying was good. The way they were presenting mm -hmm. it was good. It was smart, like I said, and funny even, like just really good videos. Um, and like everything was right, but there was just something that was just like, oh. You know, that's, uh, I think I was just talking about this in my, my recent gaming podcast. I was like, it took me years of uh, watching attempting to watch Jim Sterling movie, uh, videos mm. and I, I said like it was like it was so hard to to start to he became trustworthy for me mm -hmm. but it was so hard for me to watch his content because everything he was saying made perfect sense to me but he was an asshole yeah because that was his persona mm -hmm. his character and I hated it so freaking much yeah. and I was just like why is he saying why and I was trying to look for other people that would say the stuff he did that wasn't an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a big part of why the personality persona thing bugs me, man. I'm just like, uh, I get it. It sells though. That's how you get the attention. Yeah, but I mean, different things work for different people. So like, you can have somebody who like, I feel like the when it when you're watching it and you're like, I get that it's good, but it just feels so unnatural. Like then it's just then it's just frustrating to watch. 
Like if it like if somebody's doing it because they know that that's what's going to make them money mm. versus this is the best way that I've thought of to express myself. Well, I don't well, again, I I don't I would not put that in his thing. He might think that way. But when I'm watching content like that and I see an asshole talking to me saying things that make sense, I still don't want to watch an asshole talking to me making yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> there's a dude who does art commentary. His name is Ethan something. And he uh, he holds up, <laughs> he's got like a lapel mic, but on a giant knife, like crocodile Dundee sized knife. And he holds it up and he like talks into it like a microphone. <laughs> and he's... <laughs> He's doing a character, mm. and you can tell that he's doing satire. You can tell he's doing character, but I just can't listen to him. Mm. Like I'm just like, uh, like it's just to me, it's it's too it too. I don't know, like when certain people you just are, don't like that character. I just don't. I don't like. I just don't feel like it's natural to him. I feel like he. I feel like a different character might have worked better for him. Mm. Um, there's this dude uh, named Folding Ideas. That's not his real name. Um, his name is Dan, Dan Olson. Uh, but he does. He used to do puppets when his channel was newer, and now he just kind of just talks to the camera. Mm. But he used to do puppets, and it didn't feel unnatural for him to do puppets, and it doesn't feel unnatural for him to just to talk to the camera mm. because I think that he has figured out what works for him mm. for the style of what kind of video he wants to do, mm. and um, yeah. So I just think like some people are like. Oh, I see you doing that. It would be too uncomfortable for me to do it the way that would be more comfortable for me. So I'm just going to mimic you and I'm going to come up with a character that I can do. Well, people do that too. You're, I mean, that's a good point. Some of them do it to bandwagon mm -hmm. and some of them do it because they think that's what they should do. Yeah. So that is a two different kinds of ways. Did you, I'm curious, did you say everything you wanted to say as far as... Um, yeah, I just really wanted to... Like, really, like, anytime... It was mostly because you were you thought it was weird that you could see something was off, even though you liked the what they were saying and everything. Yeah. Like, so, and and just... then it made sense to you, like, something was being hidden. Yeah, and then even because... So, the for Philosophy Tubes video is literally she hired an actor to play the Philosophy Tube presenter... No way. Serious. Wow. It did, a, like, he, the guy that was hired did a great job. Um, and then he kind of, like, takes a bow and disappears. Oh, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> um, and then she, and then the, the camera pans over and she walks out of the door. And um, it just, she's smiling. And it's just, like, it's, uh, I've never seen, like, I think a real smile from her before. Like, and I've been watching her so YouTube channel for years. So that was a specific special episode. Yeah, where, uh, it was the coming out episode. Okay, okay. And so the beginning is presented by the character of Philosophy Tube presenter. So, but and you've then seen them before, up. though, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I knew, I was like, who is this guy? Why is, okay, you okay. know. So, so you, you knew it was like an act or whatever. I, yeah. Well, and immediately I recognized the style. And, okay. you know, I think what had happened probably was that she had recorded herself in character doing the script. Oh. Sent it to the actor and the mm -hmm. actor. Like, because they're, <laughs> I've just, I've watched enough of their videos to know there's times when they get quiet. There's times when they make jokes. There's times when they get loud. And every single style of exactly how they would say it in, a, in themselves in any video was done by this actor. I was like, 
I was trying to figure out, I was just like, this guy must have just watched every philosophy tube video. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, probably what happened was she acted it out herself, sent him the video. Maybe, or he was then, just really good. I mean, one or the other. Or they were close, they knew each other. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But, um... But no, it's like the, at the end, like that so actually she, sounds cool though. Yeah, she comes out and she comes and sits on the stage and she's just talking. She's like, "Yeah, I just came out," you know. <laughs> and so apparently, I think she had been transitioning for about a year, mm -hmm. and so her friends and family knew, but she had never said anything on. So when she was putting out videos on Philosophy Tube, she was doing it in character as this male presenter, and then she'd go back to being Abigail off screen. Mm, okay. And while and while she was getting ready mm -hmm. to, you know. So it was interesting. It was interesting to just see a genuine smile and just genuine comfort within herself. It was the first time I'd ever seen her look comfortable. Mm. And it's not like it's not like she looked particularly uncomfortable in every other video, but there was just always that that extra tension. Yeah, the I sense think. of it. Yeah. yeah so not everybody's like that. Like, um, and that's another individual thing. I think you, that was something you saw. And I'm sure some other people did too, but I'm oh, sure, sure plenty of people had no freaking clue. Oh, I'm sure. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. his channel, her philosophy tube is a very popular channel, mm. especially in like left wing spaces. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and friends with contrapoints and all that stuff. So mm. um, just like in the same like circle, um, like millions of like, I think at least like a million subscribers or something like that. Yeah. So not, gigantic that's, but definitely to really us, big. that's gigantic yeah i mean like I 500k think, to me is huge yeah but even 100k is like holy crap even 100 <laughs> even 50k yeah <laughs> i can keep bringing that number down so many but it'll like, be like whoa but like but a million is a big a big milestone yeah sure. logan paul has like 16 million viewers or whatever yeah. like 16 million well, subscribers and, oh so on that though now there's that thing too um a part of, I mean, this, I've talked to you and I've talked to Renzi when he, sometimes we talk about this stuff. I'm like, because we talk about the content creation and that mm -hmm. kind of a thing and everybody wants to do it and all that stuff. And I, and something, it took me a long time to recognize it, but I mean, this is how I see it now. Like literally it's basically hitting the lottery. Oh yeah. It does because no, you could put the insane amount of work. You, you could literally be better than any other YouTube on YouTuber on the planet mm -hmm. and nobody would ever find you. Oh yeah. Um, so I know I'm subscribed to, uh, two people right now that I feel really lucky to have found Yeah. because one has about a thousand subscribers and she puts out really great videos. Mm -hmm. And the other one has, I think, uh, I think she's up to 200 now, but when I started watching her, it was less than a hundred subscribers. And the only reason I found her is because I was looking for like weird ways that people paint furniture because I had seen this show like a flip it show mm. where this woman had created the most beautiful dresser I've ever seen and I was like there have to be more people doing this so I looked on YouTube and there was only one person named Emmy Miowski and she had she had like two videos three videos up at total and one of them was this beautiful dresser that she painted um, and I was just like wow um, and so I subscribed to her a long time ago. Now she's, I think she had like maybe 38 subscri mm -hmm. subscribers at the yeah. time. Now she's up to like over 200 and still she's so blown away that every time she'd post a video, she's like, leave a note in the comments to let me know you're not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of what's weird too, is, is, um, that's an interesting thing to me too. Audiences are also different. 
um, there are people that are really big and nobody ever says shit. Mm -hmm. They have like, you can tell that they're, you can see they're, they're a real audience and not bots. Right? Yeah. Like you can see that, but they don't give any feedback. Yeah. I mean, even this, I mean, this is what's especially hard as a small streamer or YouTuber or whatever is plenty of people love your content, but they don't share it. They don't mm -hmm. give you feedback. They don't say anything. And it's really key. Like, it's so important, you know, and that's the thing. Like, and it's something that's just a part of so many things I've learned, um, especially that that lottery one. That's a that's a huge it's literally you have to hit the lottery to get big. There's nothing else to it. You have to get so insanely lucky. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of even like real life jobs. You know, you find oh, yeah. a job like like that's going to set you for life. That's you basically hit the lottery. <laughs> but um so it's understandable you will have like i mean it's just weird to me uh the reason i was bringing that up is so it's so weird to me because like i don't i don't blame people for not wanting to comment mm -hmm. that's completely oh, yeah. understandable i comment on maybe like one percent of the videos i watch but that's a part of like i actually comment far more often now than i ever have like in the past couple of years so and I'm you know I've been doing this for a long time and I only I finally was like you know what I'm I'm just gonna whenever I like something I'm just gonna say this is cool every <laughs> damn time like I don't care I'm gonna I, I do my very best to make sure I leave a comment every single time I like something, um. But and the, the reason that is is because you can have somebody with the same amount of subscribers. This person has hundred subscribers. This person has hundred subscribers. This person with the hundred subscribers over here has thousands of comments. Mm -hmm. And this person over here with 100 subscribers, nothing. <laughs> um, so it's a weird thing because the audience is also different. Uh, they can have a diff an entirely different community that engages differently. Yeah, well, I think that, again, that's that's part of what you're putting out. Is it, if it, is it, is it engaging, you know? And is it yeah. engaging in a way that's... Like, some things, like, um, just don't seem like they need to be commented on. Right, and that's the problem. <laughs> But that's the thing. Everything like, should be common. How do you if make... you want to help somebody grow their channel that's small, you have to say something. And I'm I'm not like again. This is as understanding all these little things. I'm not saying I'm I'm saying if 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 you really like something and you like someone, you you really gotta at least share it. Something you know. I don't I don't agree with that. Here's why. That person's never gonna hit the lottery. <laughs> that's the point. Is most people don't. Yeah. So what's how's that a what what's helpful to you that not trying to help that person grow when you like something? How is that a thing that you wouldn't want to do? It's not that I don't want to help them win the lottery. <laughs> it's that if they put out something that is so engaging that I have to comment, then they did that job of getting do, putting out something so engaging that I have to comment. The onus is on them to make their, again, their content again, engaging. This, the way you this is just such a... I don't even want to get into this. It's such a, to me, this is a stupid argument. You say you like it, but it's not engaging. I really like this content, but I'm not engaged with it. Like, how does that work? It's like pornography. I know it when I see it. <laughs> I don't, what does that even mean? Like, what? <laughs> Like, I like porn, but I don't like it enough to comment on it. <laughs> it's just, okay, so if you're here to entertain me, then it's your job 
to get me so entertained that I am going to overcome I'm, what I'm saying, Nick, whatever reluctance I have to speak out or whatever. Yeah, but now, so, right, I don't even want to get into this because that's an entirely different conversation. It was just made me think, what, what made me think of that? Something made me think of that. Ugh. Anyways, uh, since we're on that topic, <laughs> we already have, we're already at the point where you like this content. Uh-huh. You just don't want to comment on it, which is understandable. But you've already said that it's already likable enough. Like, to I do like the video, like I like, and if I like them enough, I'll subscribe. Which so, is engagement. It's engagement, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not like I'm not engaging. It's just you know what my social anxiety is like. Sometimes I'm okay to comment. Sometimes there's a video that I would comment on, but my social anxiety like. Mm -hmm. stops me and then there's other times that like i would probably never comment on this video all right well see there's some clarification there because you were like the way i was taking it was like i like this content but you're not engaging me enough and i was like that doesn't make any sense okay so so this is okay so this is where i'm coming from i watch like like somebody has like 10 minute videos and i really like them like mike's mike mike's mike with mike is really great um he's really funny he's uh i like all a uh, pretty much like 50% of the videos I watch from him, I, I like enough to like them. Some of them I don't finish because they're just... He likes stuff that I don't. Mm -hmm. And so when he's talking about it, I'm just like, oh my yeah. god. But, um... But there are other... Like, and he, at the end, will be like, hey, if you like, subscribe. If you want to say something, leave a comment, etc. He'll do that real quick at the end. But there's this other person that I watch, and I don't remember her name. I just started watching her. But at the beginning of her videos, every video, she's like, please subscribe, please subscribe. And she, like, spends, like, 30 seconds trying mm. to get you to subscribe. And I'm just like, if this was my first video, I, I would have clicked off by yeah. now. Like. I don't even mention at the end of my video, or like, like, and I, I've done that a couple times before, but it always sounds so stupid when I say it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, look, if you like it, you should like it. You know, like, well, yeah. I don't have to tell you to like it. Like, <laughs> um, so to me, it's like, um. It, it puts me off. It puts me off. There's also like a, <laughs> there's restoration videos that I, that I watch. Like, it's just like, this is a really rusty knife and I'm going to make it look brand new. And I'll watch them because like, it's good to fall asleep to. Uh, it's really hypnotic. Like, or woodworking. I'm going to make this rusty knife look new. Yeah. But there's. My sister watches some really weird stuff. Well, it's like hypnotic and it's good to fall asleep mm -hmm. to. Like it's very like it's not it's like engaging I'll, enough to I'll know. get up in the morning. Yeah. There, this has happened in the past, and I'll I'll be walking past my sister's room and there'll be like saw freaking <laughs> saws, chainsaws, and all this loud ass noise, and I'm like, how the hell does this put her to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, I started muting them. Honestly, I, so sometimes some of the channels I watch are like fully DIY, so they'll have yeah. tutorials and they'll be talking through it. Mm -hmm. And then other ones that I watch, like just put on music and they don't really comment. So those are the ones I'll fall asleep to now. Mm -hmm. But I used to just fall asleep to the talking ones. Mm -hmm. And now I just fall asleep to the music ones because I didn't want to keep waking up to hearing. That was like a couple of months of that. I'd wake up and be like, how the hell does she sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my That's god! How so tired I am. oh, so one of the things I was gonna say. But oh, so the point of that okay. was, so there's I think it's a so one of these restoration ones would 
like kind of hide subscribe messages like mm-hmm. in a drawer they'd open the drawer to say subscribe <laughs> they'd pull out a hammer in the drawer and then close the drawer <laughs> that's so funny and then they'd also have it's actually kind of cool i mean it's clever mm-hmm. but when you see it six or seven times in the same video mm-hmm. and then at the end they're like please subscribe i'm just like fuck you <laughs> Like, you interrupted the video so many times. Well, no, I think that's cool that it's a passive thing. And, you know, that sounds kind of neat. When they open the drawer and there's a subscribe button. But when it happens off. every time and then you watch, like, three videos in a row, it's, um, like, 18 yeah. times that you told me to subscribe. I either like your content enough to do that on my own. Wait, that's the trip, right? So that I'm fully with you on. like that. But, I mean, the, the reality is that a lot of people fall for that. Like, it's crazy, man. It's it's kind of oh a, yeah in a sense it's it's similar to that sex sales drama sales like you just have to keep putting it in people's faces yeah and it, I hate that I hate it so much so yeah. I'm glad we're we're together on that one <laughs> I, so there it's funny because I saw in my uh, my recommended and I didn't click on it because I just agree already it said I stopped asking people who watch my videos to subscribe and you should too mm-hmm. and I was like I think I've seen stuff like that have you well it's just we know how it works right yeah we know how it works if i like it i like there's a button (laughs) with a thumbs up signal next to it i can figure that out oh so i want to make sure i say that because i I forgot i was talking about the different types of audiences Uh right the quiet ones which is completely understandable and still awesome yeah still appreciated um that's why it's like you know because the reality is like if you you need help to grow your channel that's just the reality of it if you're a small channel a small anything whatever you need help like you can't just do it yourself yeah um but no but so the interesting thing is i I forgot about this like part of my audience too is like i have a few uh specifically two members but a few members that throughout my years of, of doing that they couldn't they can't always be there to streams and stuff which is mm-hmm. understandable they can't watch every video they you know whatever i can't always be engaged but they've always been incredibly supportive these are people that put thousands of dollars to me you know give me games and computers and you know, like bikes, <laughs> right? Bikes and t-shirts. A rice and... cooker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's right. Yeah, clothes. Who put that to you? Dark alchemy. That was dark. Okay. Yeah, and man, that thing got used like crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll love, probably love start that. using it again when it gets. Oh, it is colder. <laughs> I've just but haven't it, been feeling the, well. The first so, year, yeah. oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that was just nonstop. I just cooked every kind of soup in that that I could. Every day, out. every day. Okay. Anyways, yeah. um, so so. It's it's such an interesting thing to see it that way because like uh, that that love and support has always been there. Yeah. But uh, the engagement that you need to grow your channel isn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's a trip. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's part of the different types of audiences. That's what I was saying. I was, I was saying it, it like it's so weird to see that part. Yeah, and different times of different types of content uh get different types of engagement like uh gossip channel is going to get a ton of engagement (laughs) but do you want to be running a fucking gossip channel those people that do usually do yeah i wouldn't (laughs) exactly and like uh, oh or pranks like horrible Mm -hmm. stupid pranks and that's kind of like um the like i was saying now it took me years of trying to trying to watch different videos by jim Mm -hmm. serling before i could finally really follow him I didn't even subscribe to him for a long time. Yeah. People would recommend his videos all the time. And every damn time I would go, they'd be like, this is horrible. I can't stand this freaking person. He's such an asshole. I agree with him fully. But he's an asshole and I don't want to watch his stuff. Um, kind of like, uh, in, a, in a sense, like, because I've seen him live stream lately. I didn't even know he live streamed. I think like some about a month ago, I found out he live streamed. And I was like, oh, 
And then I was watching his uh, stream and I was like, oh, he's a normal person. Like, <laughs> 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 you know? um, sort of, I, whatever he's, he does, he is a unique person as well. Like we all are, you know, we all have something. Um, but sometimes people show it, you know, it's not always obvious, right? We are all unique in a, in a way. Yeah. Um, but we don't always display it. And, but anyway, another one that it made me think of was a PewDiePie. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when I got him and freaking, oh, I can't. His, uh, his success is like definitely lottery because there was a space in the zeitgeist for a PewDiePie <laughs> and PewDiePie just happened to be the PewDiePie that the zeitgeist was looking for at that direct moment because mm. there is no other use for him. <laughs> well, now here's the, it's funny that you say that because, um, he's only done like a, a, that I remember, I haven't, I don't, I still don't follow him, so I don't see his new stuff. I, I kind of am curious. I should go look up his channel and just see if he's done anything normal. But um, there was one or two videos, and the, the first video I ever saw him be himself, mm -hmm. I was like, "This guy seems awesome. Mm -hmm. I would love to hang out with this guy. Just hang out with him and play games because he seemed so cool. His real self, but his like regular content is so stupid. Yeah, and I, like everybody I know would recommend it all the damn time, dude. Like PewDiePie, PewDiePie, PewDiePie. And I'd go watch it, and I'm just like, dude, why? This is so horrible. Him being it's kind of like the opposite of like what my feelings towards philosophy too. It's like him being normal and who he actually is would make him way less money than the character of PewDiePie. And that's the world, though, man. It's yeah. so stupid. I mean, the world is constantly trying to morph us into what it thinks it wants. So it makes, I mean, it, it, that, that's why I was saying, like, I can understand that people do these characters because, yeah, it sells. I get it, but that's if you're... I don't like if it. Your goal it's not is, for me. If your goal is money as opposed to connection and expressing yourself mm. then that that's the difference and, and that's... but i also look at somebody like pewdiepie and i think how can you be happy <laughs> that's that's such a good point i think he's i can't remember it's been so long since i saw him be himself yeah um, but I, I think he touched a tiny bit on that like you could see these glimpses of him as a person and like oh man this is why i like him so much yeah. I, when i saw him being normal i was like holy crap this guy is cool and he was still of course he was also he made so many stupid mistakes you mm -hmm. know i mean this Whew. well and stupid mistakes he wouldn't have made if he'd been being authentic right because we're, we're all gonna Maybe. make we're all gonna make stupid Maybe. mistakes but when you are thinking in character then you're gonna go further than you would as a regular person uh, yeah i suppose so. and i just know from like doing stand-up like there are certain mm. there's a certain aspect of yourself that gets played up when you're when you have attention on you um and it's it's not again it's not inauthentic it's just it's just like kind of a physiological reaction to having people look at you <laughs> and it really works well for some people and it really doesn't work well for other people especially <laughs> people who feel like their authentic self wouldn't be acceptable there are those are the people when they get in the spotlight they're just like unwatchable because there's mm. there's nothing authentic there you know um I'm not gonna name names <laughs> uh but and then there's the opposite there's like adam sandler who i had like was just the best show I ever saw at Flappers. Not because what he was doing was groundbreaking, but because of the connection between him and, him the, and the audience, audience yeah. and the connection between him and his material. Yeah. And the material, again, wasn't groundbreaking, but mm -hmm. it was him expressing himself Kind of a more natural thing. Yeah. And so to him to be silly and dirty and talk about his kids and, like, mm -hmm. just be a person, like, to him it comes so naturally that when he expresses himself 
like through the songs that he would write and then in between like it was just there was no there was no barrier in terms of being able to connect to what he was doing even though I, like i said it's not like it's not like he's not like elevating the well, medium that, or anything a part of that is i mean i'm it's different people too but a part of that i'm sure is just experience experience and then also <clears throat> comfort in your own body and, and who you are mm. because there are people that i saw who had been doing stand-up for 20 years who never reached that level of of comfort and confidence. it just seems like that's just not for them well and there are people who were really successful like uh um i say that but it's funny because like they're even if it's not meant for you or you know whatever yeah. that's how we could we could just call it it's still something you want to do it's your passion even if you're you can't make it your life i disagree and here's why i think that the people who for whom it is a passion tend to be the most authentic on and off stage well, no i mean as far as making it a success the people who kind of got into it for money and the kind of people who stayed into it for money those are the ones who are harder to watch and because oh, yeah. the, they're not having as much fun let me give you an example myself uh -huh. as a streamer uh-huh i truly want to grow my community uh-huh i gave up on it yeah this is just a reality it doesn't mean i don't want to do that I just, I, I, I tried everything. <laughs> so let me ask you, is streaming your passion is the thing that you feel like you were born and meant to do? I, at this point, I don't think there's anything I was meant to do. Then that may have something to do with that kind of magic that you need to be super successful. Part of the magic depends on your like first for different creators right so you have like evan and caitlin who i watched are a couple that does diys together their success comes directly from passion they figure out what they want to do and they share it with people before they started on youtube they did a blog together mm -hmm. for diy stuff like however they can and well, they you both... know that i've been gaming my entire life yeah so games are your passion yes not streaming Games are what I stream. Yeah, I don't know. But like, again, streaming is not your passion. YouTube's not your passion. Gaming is your passion. I think that there there I, there's something about the way that you game or the way that you love gaming. Like the closest I ever saw you express it fully was when um, you had your blog initially when you had your blog mm. and you were working uh or with nate was getting you that job at um dark oh he when he got you into e3 yeah. you were just like i'm so excited i can't wait to share yeah. every thought yeah. i have about yeah. this yeah. and you're like and i don't want to talk about games like they're bad i really genuinely want to I figure still, out I'm still what like i like that. about yeah. every game I'm, that's i still say that all the time i yeah. said that in my number one podcast for the gaming thing so if you if so if you um <laughs> so, okay so i'll watch a video from h bomber guy because even though it's about a video game I've never heard of or a movie I've never heard of, it'll say, this is genius and here's why. Like Bloodborne. He mm. really liked Bloodborne. Um, and so I watched a video and I was like, yeah, that's pretty genius. Um, <laughs> and then he did a he'll do a video like why Sherlock is garbage and here's why. And then I'll still watch it because he's so passionate about every word that he says. Mm. And he has points that nobody else is making. And, you know, so... Part of it, I think, is the way that you present it, like maybe in a thumbnail or something, is what I like about this, or the best, this is the best, <laughs> best game in the world, 
colon, Bloodborne. Best game in the world, colon, my best friend's dog. Whatever. Like, <laughs> how you how you thumbnail it and how I like, you, you That's know, a good point, and I like it. I'm what glad, your gimmick I'm glad you is, said that, because... Yeah. Um, your gimmick is that you're genuinely trying to like every single game that you play. No, I... No. You... That's a misunderstanding. Okay. Tell me what... What the real thing My is. gimmick is that I actually like every game that I play. Okay, so you're not trying to. You <laughs> genuinely do. No, uh, for the most part. No, my the main thing was... If I don't like a game, I just forget it. Yeah. I don't go and start on the internet and start bashing it because <laughs> I know other people like that yeah. game. I mean, there's so many... God, people wouldn't shut the hell up about Minecraft, you know? And I'm just like, no! I don't want to play it. Stop <laughs> asking me to play it. Like I don't want to freaking play that damn game. Stop what if it. what if your um what if your uh your handle was like the only positive gamer? I like that. It's too long though. <laughs> but no, so no, um I have a response for you on that. Uh, I or like the that. positive gamer. I like that you said that. And I'll tell you why I gave that up. That's just one of a hundred thousand things I feel like I've given up on. Um it does make more sense though, that one specifically. Because it's sustainable. The reason I gave up on that is because nobody was viewing, nobody was commenting, nobody was literally looking at my content. Like, I can see the fucking views. They yeah. have stats. And when nobody's looking at my shit, why the fuck should I bother? Well, see, that's the thing. Is like, if... I have did hundreds. I know. Hundreds. Years. There are people who have <laughs> years of content and didn't blow up until one video hit the algorithm, mm. algorithm just right. And then because they had that backlog of really quality content, then they only they only got more popular. Mm. Like um, uh, Makara Tours. I think I've talked to you about her before. You mentioned her in our last conversation. I think. Yeah. So she was somebody who um, had videos. Like she'd been doing videos for two years. And every single one of them is a fucking gem. <laughs> I watched them all, except mm. for the, the rap funeral, which I'm told is really good. Oh, <laughs> I didn't watch her drain the pus from her dad's elbow. No. Those are the only two I didn't watch. I've watched every other video, uh, and they're all amazing, every single one. But she had a thousand subscribers until one of them, she like, I think she made Rihanna's Met Gala gown or something, mm -hmm. and it hit the algorithm, <clears throat> and she, and like, a million people watched it and then they all subscribed to our channel because it was so good and not only because it was so good like i think she went up to a hundred thousand subscribers and then it was two hundred thousand and then three and then now she's at like a little bit over a million and the reason that happened is because the hundred thousand people watched it and then they went back and watched all her other videos you know so it is kind of like hitting the lottery but it's also about having that bad log to back you up because there are other videos that i've seen get like you can watch like just watch like what's popular what's trending right now look at the rest of their videos they either don't have one or um or they're crappy <laughs> or just stupid or the same exact video they just hit it big with this particular one um and and their subscriber count is not gonna continue to rise you know the reason makara tours continues to rise is because the things that she did before this video that hit was really good and then mm. the more people find it the more people who like it the more people find it etc et also i remember when i started my my newer site like a year ago um 
I, I didn't think of it before. I remember when I was shutting down jermaxmas.com. I was like, I'm not going to save this. Screw it. Because I, I didn't plan to ever get back into writing again. So mm-hmm. I was like, ah, screw it. And then I started that up again. And I was like, shit, I wish I had all that stuff I had. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't save articles. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it was, it was, I don't know. I didn't, it was on that, you know, the domain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have to go into it. Because I didn't understand. I still don't understand you half that You might be able to stuff. find a lot of them on the Wayback Machine. Why? Well, I mean, I, I had multiple sites there. I mean, I, I could find them in different areas and whatever, but it would be such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, so whatever. You had to give a, a good point there. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I mean, and the... I know it gets frustrating, but the point isn't I'm doing this because I want it to blow up. The point is I'm doing this because I love it, and I I can't see myself doing anything else. I have yeah. to I have to express this and that's this is the best way I've found to express it. I think that's it's the only key to success because even if you don't find lottery success with it, at least it makes you happy. So like with this podcast, when you well, no, I mean well that's the thing. When you suggested it, I was like, this is the thing I want to do anyway. I want to get to know my brother better. I want to know <laughs> where he was, kind of like uh where were you on 9-11 kind of thing. Um where <laughs> We all know exactly where we were, and it's it's not a great icebreaker, but it's a better, it's a good getting to know you question. Where were you? What was it like for you? Mm-hmm. How did you find out? You know, who were you with? Like, all that stuff just kind of comes out, and it says so much about you as a person that that one moment in time that we all share. Um, and so, so when when you said I want to do a podcast, I already, you were like. I was like, I don't want to talk about games or whatever because I just don't have that kind of interest. And you're like, I just want to talk to you. <laughs> and I was like, well, I want to talk to you too. <laughs> and so to me, the success that'll come from us doing this, sitting down and recording it, isn't... I mean, if it did blow up or whatever, that'd be great mm. and have its own problems. <laughs> um, but not why we do it. But it's not why we do it. It's not why... Like, we could do this for 10 years. And to me, the reward would be I got to know my brother better. Okay, now that that I yes, that's a good point too. Now, but the, here's the thing that's different for me writing the articles, slightly different, because I I love talking about video games, mm-hmm. but I do want to share my thoughts, which is why I write them. <laughs> so if nobody's looking at it, I'm not. You're not sharing it with anyone. Yeah. 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 Well. I wonder if I did your gaming podcast with you, where you just talk at me for an hour about a game that you just played. <laughs> so Would that give you a sense, at least to some some degree, that you got to oh. share it with somebody? Well, in that case, we wouldn't. I mean, we could do that, but I mean, you could just look at my damn video or whatever. <laughs> going to like, right if i'm not in the room with you i'm just not gonna watch yeah. that video but you'll watch other people talking about video you know games. what so they do it so good <laughs> oh my you see what i mean you already have called me a failure so i just suck at talking about video games well you know because because you're like i don't even want to learn how to edit and i'm just like okay but that's what makes these other videos good <laughs> you know have, okay so... you've, never, you've never watched h bomber guy talk about bloodborne it's fucking great I, I think I, I don't know. You've sent me videos before. Right? Yeah. Oh, and so, and here's another thing too. It's like, 
we can't make people care about us who don't, right? Like, so it takes the right people finding us. Mm -hmm. It's the, f the correct audience finding us that makes you successful, like worldly successful, right? Like, um, I keep sending you H Bomber Guy videos and you're just like, this doesn't interest me at mm -hmm. all. But he has a million people who like him as much as I do. Like PewDiePie. Right. Or Jenna Marbles, who like... <laughs> yeah, I remember Jenna Marbles. Who like, you used to send me your videos yeah. and I'd watch them and I'd be like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah, yeah. But there's 16 million people who disagree with me. Mm. You know, so it's about the people who would be rabid fans finding you. And it's really difficult to get that to happen. That's why there are so few people who are wildly successful. Mm. Um, and, you know, so part of it might just be that the way that you're presenting it is perfect to everybody who's not finding you. <laughs> well, I am... Um... Like Emmy Miowski, there's a... Or, uh, or my, Makara Tours. The way that she presents her stuff, like, I'm so glad that she blew up because otherwise I probably never would have found her. You know? I like... I like how my first podcast came out for the gaming one. I, mm -hmm. It's a little awkward. Like, and if I did edit it, I could have made it smoother. Mm-hmm. But I still like the way it came out. Most mostly just because like I, I it's part I love talking about video games. Yeah. Um. Well, and my tastes as a viewer have changed. Like when I first saw that Evan and Caitlin were putting out uncut uh videos of them streaming video games for three hours, I was just like, who the fuck would ever watch that? <laughs> I did that that happened with girlfriend reviews as well. They started <laughs> live streaming on Twitch and then they started making their videos have clips of their stream and I was like, No, your other videos were so much better. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, D'Angelo Wallace started doing that too. Um his real videos It's understandable are to still mix edited, the two. but he on his yeah. other channel it's just all from his stream and I'm just like, Oh, this is so awful. It's understandable. like I could understand why they would take their clips and put them in their videos, but I was just like, No, this is this is it lowers the quality. <laughs> yes. But there are other people who maybe watch that stream they or wish that, yeah. that they'd yeah. been there for it who, mm -hmm. like, feel completely differently. Yeah. And then there are... So, like, again, like, with Evan and Kate, I was like, who would ever watch it? And then I found myself watching it. Mm. Like, it's nice to have on the background because they like each other so much and they just have so much fun together. Whatever they're... Every time one of them leaves the room, the other one pranks the other one. And it's <laughs> That's like, awesome. It's not mean pranks. Yeah, yeah. So, like... Loving pranks. Yeah. So, like, one time um, Evan left the room and he and he uh, kept his mic on and he was, like, washing something in the kitchen or whatever. And he just started saying chaos, 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 chaos into the microphone because he knew his mic was still on. And he knew that Caitlin was probably talking to the, the streamers at the same time. And, like, that's just the kind of dumb shit that nobody would care about. But it makes me like them even more because I like them already. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if I describe that to you, you're not like, oh, I have to watch that. Right. No. But, but for me, like, seeing them do stupid shit like that and, like, just, yeah. So, anyway, um, because I'm already a fan, it just is, like, mm -hmm. to me, it's an, a reason to keep watching. But yeah. it's not a reason for you to start watching. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah, and yeah. yeah, you'll probably never watch their videos. Impressions matter. But, but they have millions of Well, I'm not, viewers, yeah, I'm not interested you know? in do-it-yourself stuff. Yeah. Know. There's a, I mean, I, <laughs> so if I say that and I'm like, there's so little, there's so little outside of video games that I have any interest in. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, okay. And so, uh, Facebook Lives. I thought I would never, ever watch a Facebook Live. I'd get so annoyed when my friends well, would I hate live. Facebook, so that's the only reason I don't really care about Facebook Live. And then for, like, five minutes, I was really into Facebook Live. Yeah. Because there's something about seeing people in real time, especially during COVID, where you just don't do it anymore. <laughs> like, you just don't see people in real time. There's something about seeing, like, people doing... People being mundane, people not being at their most interesting, people not being at their funniest, people not being at their cleverest, people not being at well, that, their most polished. That kind of content has always been around. Yeah, but it, there's something appealing about it, like, currently right mm. now, because because we just, we don't have that raw interaction with people anymore. That's for you, because I couldn't care less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but again, like, so, so you're like, I'm just, I'm already a failure. At, no. Like, the people who just want to hear, hear somebody talk about video games without all these stupid sound effects and stupid video editing tricks, and just want to hear an honest opinion, like, those are the people who need to find you. Mm. Because that's how you want to present your stuff. It's not about you figuring out a way to present it that makes people want to watch it. It's about the people <gasps> who want to watch it finding you and being able to support that. But, you know, I mean, again, like, it is like winning the lottery. Mm. It really is. And... And as much as... And it takes so much work. Yeah, even just... Yeah, even just doing it without I'm editing, doing really. something, yeah. 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 Even though I enjoy it, like, it's, it's still a lot of effort and energy. Yeah. I, it's funny, because, like, I remember um, I used to get mad at people for calling their... They were YouTubers, and they were big. They blew up. They got lucky. And they'd be like... I work so hard <laughs> and I'd be so pissed and it's not because I disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. But I'm just like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, everybody works so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not unique in working hard. <clears throat> Even though, so, okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about Robin. Oh yeah. Okay. So Robin. Well, real quick. Um, uh, do you want to like. We're at two hours. Oh my God. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wags and dark. <laughs> So I hope you pause this yeah, like multiple this times <laughs> and only like listen to parts of it in between like driving to work. Oh, I and got shit. so whiny, man. You did complaining about not hitting the lottery, you know, basically. <laughs> and I every time I talk about stuff like that, because I've I've mentioned it here and there, I don't keep it hidden. I you know I'm very honest. Yeah. I can't help it. I'm honest. I'm like, look, I need your fucking help. Share my damn content, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't. The worst part of that is 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 I'm really not trying to sound ungrateful. Yeah. Because I'm not. Because you did hit the lottery with two people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You only had two people buy a ticket, but it still, it still has added a lot of value to your it's life. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not and it's having them in my life is is life changing as well. Just just having them in my life, but it's yeah. So when I say stuff like that, I know that it can hurt somebody's feelings oh yeah. and i don't want to though that's the last thing i want yeah but that is a that's you can't how do you word that better <laughs> you know? they've probably heard you say it enough times that they've <clears throat> scabbed over the wound by oh, now God. Yeah, it's horrible though it's horrible <laughs> like i'm and that's I, the biggest part the biggest reason for that is because it's my pain yeah it's me just expressing my pain it's not me trying to make someone feel guilty yeah it's uh it's not that you don't <laughs> It's not that you don't appreciate Wags and Dark. It's that you want a thousand more of them. <laughs> yeah. As selfish and greedy as that is. Yeah. yeah. And it is selfish and greedy. <laughs> and you recognize that. So I think 
Maybe the <laughs> metaphor isn't winning the lottery. It's I've created this lottery and nobody's buying a fucking ticket. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yeah. Um. So we today we God. I know. I don't hours. even know if I want to upload this now. I'm you're gonna. Like, you're gonna have to figure out how to edit. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's. Well, uh, you, you can help me. Let's do the closing song, and then I want to talk about Robin. So we'll keep recording. What do we? We so we our our main thing. Even though we got two hours transgender, we did a little bit of political history. Uh huh. Uh, we did. Um. That was all the same thing. So, just uh. Well, no, because the transgender was completely separate from political history. I'm talking about when we got into talking about black lives matter all oh, lives yeah, matter yeah. and all that kind of stuff we got into we did we did get a little bit into politics. okay so how about transgender issues or anyways tra- anyways yeah i'm re- recapping transgender political history content creation no lottery hitting the, hitting the lottery of content <laughs> creation and i think we might have had like a little bit of something else in there and i'm forgetting what but probably all right so anyways Hopefully I didn't uh, make anybody upset with me, and uh, <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed listening to... Hopefully we didn't lose our only two fans. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Uh, I don't know what else to say, because I'm... Alright, thanks for listening. We're going to uh, stop recording now, and uh, thank you for listening to The Poor Rikes. Poor! <laughs>